This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We say hi and a good Friday to you. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in New Jersey. So I think it's now clear that KD needed Steph, but Steph didn't need KD. How about this team yeah. back in the finals, six time in eight years? It's unbelievable, isn't it? You know, what I think is really kind of remarkable is that Steph gets there and you know, look, I know Clay had a good night last night, but Clay to me doesn't look like the same guy that we were used to be before the Achilles, before the knee. I mean, I you know, he, t- he launched 25 shots last night. So I know he scored 32 points, but to me, uh, I think it's even more, this is more remarkable with this supporting cast that he's been able to get to the finals with and, and, and handle it. And, you know, I, I think it's a tribute to his greatness and the front office of the Warriors and how they've really done a great job of building the team that fits the personality of what they want to accomplish. And a tribute to attrition, Michael. I mean, think about this. These aren't the same three players. And when I say the same three, they're homegrown. It's a culture. They're champs. Steph Curry, the leader. You mentioned Klay Thompson. I agree with you specifically on defense. He just can't move like he used to, right? I mean, he was shooting the ball. Uh, Draymond missed two months this year. So this isn't the same team that we saw in their heyday winning 73 games, yet here they are. Where is Durant? Yep. He's chilling at home. Where is LeBron? He's chilling at home. Where is Harden? He's chilling at home. And your boy Steph Curry, pick seventh in that draft, is back in the finals. It's, it's miraculous. It really is. And a guy that contributed, Otto Porter Jr., who's been a good role player for them, didn't even play last night, you know, and Poole's been a good player. They get him in the second round. I mean, I think this is really – the Warriors have – kind of dismiss this mythology that you need to have a top two pick to be a champion because let's face it I mean their top, their second pick Weissman doesn't even play you know and so all these other guys they've picked in the draft obviously carries a lottery pick so is Thompson 
But, you know, I mean, there's Mooney's 18 rebounds dominating the front again. You know, I just think to me they've done a great job of planning their team, understanding their superstars, and then building their team around that. Shout to Coach Muss and Moses Moody, who is playing productive productively off the bench. Let's go ahead and throw that stats and info information up. This is rarefied air for the Warriors, first franchise to reach the NBA Finals six times in eight season spans since the Jordan Pippen Bulls 91 through 98. The only other franchise is Michael to do so, the Celtics and the Lakers. So again, this is legit rarefied air for this Warriors franchise. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, they've got a nucleus. I, I think the thing that they've been able to do, and I learned this when I, when I was at the 49ers, you know, we used to have, we had Hacksaw Reynolds, and Walsh brought Hacksaw Reynolds, and he was, you know, he was an older player, played inside linebacker in the 34, couldn't really run, could take on a lead blocker. That was about the only thing he could do, but he prepared himself. I mean, the guy used to get dressed for the game at 6.30 in the morning. I mean, literally, completely dressed in his uniform. <laughs> And with spikes and everything on and with ankle tape spikes, right? He was ready to go. And he used to walk around the building with a bunch of pencils in his in his uh, in this container that he made. And he was the one who showed lot, who showed Keena Turner, who showed all these other players how to become a professional. And I think that dynamic was allowed the 49ers to continue to win you know, and move forward. And I think it's the same thing with the Warriors. The dynamic of what Curry brings to the table is teaching these young kids what it means to be a pro and how you have to behave to be a pro. And don't dismiss this as something that's easy to educate yourself on because it's not, because you can see some other teams. I mean, there's nobody in Philly that did that to show and be what it takes. I mean, did you see his tweet the other day? I think Miami needs another star. Great. Expected that to happen. Yeah, sure. Run away from run somebody else. I mean, that's the mentality of the NBA. If I can't do it on my own, then let me form this this great team. Whereas the Warriors just had a great plan. Yeah, no, it's perfectly put, Michael, because it's not just a leader by words, but example. Steph had his worst shooting year of his career. So what did he do? He went to the rack more than ever. He's got to the basket more than ever. And, you know, I was digging through some of the numbers because I'm fascinated by this team. They've got a negative net as far as the rating over the postseason, so that doesn't bode well. They're middle of the pack all year offensively, Golden State, but it just doesn't matter because there is this innate culture. And, you know, Dallas last night, from the gambling perspective, it closed six and a half, and Dallas cut the 25-point lead down to eight in that final minute of the third, but it didn't matter. A 120-110 win and a cover for the Warriors. It does go over the total, so favorites now hitting at a 58% clip. The unders hitting right around a 60% clip, but I... I would imagine as a team builder that this team continues to fascinate you as it does me because it's just not the same as it was in 2016, you know, from an athletic perspective, but they've retooled along the way and become this very interesting team and also so fun to watch. I always say it, but with the ball movement and just the team structure, it's awesome. It really is. They're fun, and I think they're, Bob Myers, their general manager, they've done a great job yep. of being able to blend old and new together. And, you know, they've made mistakes. I mean, they, they, let's face it, they have made mistakes, but they've been able to overcome those mistakes. We all make mistakes. I mean, I think that's the key is how are we going to overcome the mistakes? And, you know, we all suffer through injuries, you know, in, in terms of what, what's going on. I mean, Weissman is the <laughs> second overall pick in the draft. I mean, but let's face it, he's only 21 years old. Are we sure he's not going to be a good player? You know, it's, it's just fascinating. Still, it, it's time. <laughs> it's, they missed. I mean, he's MIA. We don't really know what's happening with him, but they missed two year, 2020. They missed on the number two, two overall draft, yet they're on to the finals 
It's really unbelievable. I mean, and, and yeah. it was very cagey how got, they got the number two overall pick that year, but they're on to the finals. This is, they missed the postseason the last two seasons, and here they are on to the finals. You could talk about competition and Dallas not being ready. I don't want to hear it. They're back. Yeah. You, no, Phil, I mean, Philly gives excuses. Everybody gives excuses. Golden State doesn't. Right. Now, I think in Dallas's case, I think Dallas needs to figure out where they're going. They need to add another player to Luka. You can say, is it Brunson? You know, certainly Brunson's a good player. Are you going to max Brunson out? I think you've got to look at some things there. They need some physicality inside. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they're in a good spot, but here's, I think, the biggest issue if you're Dallas. I think it's the biggest issue if you're Golden State. And I don't want to take anything away from Golden State at all, but let's just go over the West for a moment Please. here. We've got George and, and Kawhi didn't even play most of the year in, in the Clippers, right? Mm -hmm. If they come back and play, they're a different team. Would you agree with that? Agreed, 100%. Memphis is only going to add players to their team. They're going to become a good team. There's no yep. denying that. You know, so you've got the Clippers. You've got, you've got, the, you've got the, the, uh, the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. You've got those out there. And then Denver gets Murray back. And you know Denver's pretty shrewd. And with the Conley hire in Minnesota, I think Minnesota's going to improve themselves as well. So I think they're, you know, the, a the, the West is like the AFC in football. There's a lot of good teams there. And Dallas's challenge is they can't bring the same guys back because these other teams are bringing their team back and they're going to be better. And you're not going to be able to match them. So how do we stay even with Phoenix? How do we stay even with Denver? How do we stay even with the Clippers? You know, if the Lakers are able to get rid of Westbrook, they might actually be good, but we don't think that's going to happen. So I, I think there's a lot of things you've got to play into this offseason as you look at it and go forward and, and see what exactly does come through. It's well laid out. And to your point about the Clippers, if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, my, my, my guess would be they're going to be favorites in the West as far as the books are concerned. So yeah, think about I, that. I, I, I don't want to take anything away from Golden State, but I do think there's a little caveat here. Murray not being in Denver, right? The, the, the situation at the Clippers. I don't know what the status is of, of – one of the best players in the league in Kawhi Leonard and then Paul George, you know, that team you would think on paper and we know paper doesn't matter, right? What are they going to be like if on if they're better? And then Memphis adds a little bit more to their team. They actually gave Golden State more of a run than Dallas did. So I just think if you're the GM of the Mavericks, you got to sit there and be honest with yourself and say, hey, it was great. We did a wonderful job. Great year. But we can't run this thing back again. We're going to have to improve ourselves. Updated championship odds, Michael. The Warriors minus 150 to win it. The Celtics plus 130. The Heat 25 to 1. Let me ask you a question. Do the Warriors resemble what we're looking at in the East as far as fatigue and just tired legs? They don't to me. I mean, they, they made no. a business decision in both series when they went, obviously, to Dallas uh, a few nights ago. And yeah. uh, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, Steve Kerr said, let's make a business decision. We're shutting it down. They look fresh to me. Dallas, they whoever did. comes I mean, out of this Dallas-Boston series Kuminga is going to be played, Kaminga played, what, 25 minutes, 26 minutes in Dallas in the last game? He played two last night. Mooney only there played you 11 minutes. There you, you, know, you know, so that, I thought that was tactical on Kerr's part, clearly. I thought he felt like, okay, we're going to retreat. 
we'll fight another day. We're going to take them down in game five. And, and look, let's face it. I mean, it was not a great game. By the second quarter, you knew Golden State was – I know they made a little bit of a run. Did you ever think no. the Warriors were going to win that game? I did. I mean, the, the Mavericks were going to – I didn't think so. Totally agree with you. And, I, look, they talk about it being physical, this series with Boston – in Miami, I, I don't think it's out of the ordinary. I, I, it's just fascinating. You had three overs to start this series in the East, and now you've gone two straight unders, and people are saying, well, the defensive intensity has ratcheted up. No, I think these two teams are dog-tired. I think the Celtics and I also think the Heat are just tired. And I understand the injuries, which we'll get to in the next segment, but I don't know. It's going to be a fresh Warriors team waiting on the, whoever ends up in the finals out of the East. Well, look, I, you to me, when I watch the games and I'm not into the – shot quality chart that everybody else is into. But I see guys have open shots, whether that's corner threes, side threes. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, Watch the first quarter of the of the Miami Boston game. I mean, Butler missed a ton of a ton of easy. Well, I thought they were easy. They were near the rim. Speaking of near the rim, the Warriors shot consistently less three-pointers than Dallas every Mm -hmm. single game. The Warriors revolutionized the (laughs) three-pointer. They they just remind me of Belichick. They really do as a franchise. They they, they sag when everybody else sigs. That's exactly right. Curry only took took seven threes. Yep. I think he only hit two of them. We'll come back and discuss and also got the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM and BetMGM Sports. In-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. If you are starting to get into the game, one thing that I will warn you 
And this Michael Lombardi has happened to me a million times, but it happened last night. It's a misclick, right? Whether you're trying to bet, I don't know, 50 bucks and you add a zero, you bet $500. You didn't mean to do yeah. so. Last night, I, wa I w wanted a, a full game on the Warriors and somehow ended up on first halves. So put a substantial bet first half. Didn't want that. They did cover in the first half, just to be clear. But then I had to come back the other way on Dallas to, to, to even out the bet. Um, but I just, again, as I'm going through the BetMGM read, their app is so good. Just be careful and make sure you're going, you're fine toothing that, especially in game. When you're in game betting, those odds shift so quickly that you got to be yeah. just be very clear that you're not misclicking. I, I, I know that sounds pretty basic, but I think it's important. Well, I mean, we do it all the time, right? You order something from Amazon you want to send to somebody, and you put their address, and then you want yeah. to order something for yourself, and now you're sending something yes. to them, right? Yes, I've done that. So you, 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 we've all done it, right? So that's why you have to kind of follow the carpenter's rule, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> the worst part about the Amazon thing is, no, I didn't want to talk to my ex. Now she's asking me, did you mean to send this to me? Of course I didn't yeah. mean to send it to you. Of course it was did a you mistake. Did are you need new running shoes from Nikes that are men's that are 11s? <laughs> Just ship it. Just ship it over to me. And let's not talk about it. Uh, Is there a subliminal message I, in this I, Well, I, I guess Freud, Freud yeah. would say you're looking for something, bro. Um, yeah. Speaking of looking for something. I was on your mind. You can hear her saying that. No, I was don't. on your mind, Patrick. Oh, I got some stories. Hey, um, so Marcus smart yeah that if he he's a toss-up i don't know if you've heard anything uh of course I, he's missed games one and four they need him because he's their primary ball handler at this point that is yeah. an issue without him well it is and it isn't i mean the last game he kind of only played 24 minutes right so he was they were able to get get away with would yeah. get away with it because they had that great run at the end of the third quarter and into the fourth and they kind of put the game away and white has played really well i mean white played 29 minutes to to smart's 24 minutes in the last game uh, you know, obviously there's something wrong with Smart. He did not play well in the 24 minutes, even though it, it showed up he was plus 13. He wasn't the same player. I mean, if he's the same player and Tatum and Brown, you know, then they, they've, got a, they've got a chance. But look, look, Tatum and Brown in that game, this is how bad I thought that game was. Tatum and Brown play in that game, and they turn the ball over 15 times. The two of them combined for nine turnovers. Like, you know, I mean, three-quarters of the turnovers came from the two best players. You can't have that. And still, Miami couldn't muster enough. I just thought Miami was gassed. Like, all my instincts tell me to take Miami in the points tonight. My eye test tells me no. Like, how do you do that? How do I trust that they're going to come back and play, that Butler's going to be any better on the, the flight back to Boston? Well, they're laying eight and a half off the nine opener. A couple shops still at nine. So let me ask you a question. You just laid it out perfectly with Brown and Tatum turning the ball over. You know what they won by Wednesday? 13 points in Miami. 13? It's, I know. Like, it, it's tough. It's almost like last night when Dow started chipping away at that number that people didn't, quote unquote, didn't want to lay with the Warriors. And then the Warriors end up covering. These have all been, these, it's been unbelievable. And, you know, it's how much they miss Hero is really just as a guy that can create his own shot, right? You just, right. without I didn't Jimmy. Hero, I didn't know Hero was hurt. Like, I'm watching him, and I didn't know he was hurt. Like, you know, like, I, I, one of the biggest mistakes I made in, in, in analyzing pro football players when I worked in the league was you evaluate the player, and you don't realize he's hurt, so he's bad. You know, you're like, hey, this guy's lost it. Well, he was hurt. That's why he lost it. And sometimes we make this mistake. Like, I didn't even know Hero was hurt. He looks horrible. They're going after him on defense. His shot was being front-rimmed. 
So, I, I, again, I mean, I don't know where Miami is health-wise. I mean, they just look beat up. And, and the last time they went up there, they were in the same boat. Butler doesn't play in the second half, and they win. I mean, this is, to me, this is all the line. Look, the line movement, to me, I think has been irrelevant. I really do. Last night, the line was moving to Dallas. It wasn't, you know, we liked, we, we liked uh, the Warriors because I think you got to use a little common sense here. Like, who's the better team and who's playing better? And I just think, to me, it's pretty clear that Miami's gassed. I mean, they're gassed. Oh, they shot a combined 31% over the past two games. It can't get worse than that. However, I just don't know where they're getting scoring at this point. By the way, your point about Hero, I don't know if Miami's sure that he's hurt either. There are just uh, some weird stuff surrounding some of these injuries. That's all I can say about that. Now, well, it's been that way all year in the NBA. I mean, there were so people nebulous. in the league that tell me Ka- Kawhi wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, we know Lowry has a hamstring. He's been out, right? Hero's got a groin. I didn't see him do that, you know. But, you know, Butler, we know he's got inflammation in the knee. And let me just say this to you. There's no cure for that, right? There's no cure for that. Like, you've got inflammation in your knee. 12-hour rest isn't going to help it. You know, you're going to need to get, you know, if inflammation means they're draining it, they're, 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 they're draining fluid out of your knee, that's not a good thing. Tatum, who we forget is just 24 years old, will go ahead and throw it up. Uh, Tatum is now the second youngest player in NBA history to reach 1,500 career playoff points. Oh, we, only Kobe reached it at a younger age. Here's the thing about him, though. He, spotty. Let's be fair. He'll be dominant. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. Yeah. And he's 24. Okay, we expect the inconsistency. But to me, even on Wednesday, he looked gassed. You can't get me gassed at 24. Okay, LeBron, yeah. LeBron's been LeBron's been playing. He's played an extra, I don't know, two the season and a half in two his seasons, career in the yeah. postseason. I mean, it's unbelievable what he's like. You can't get me gassed at this point. Yeah, and I mean, look, he, I didn't think Tatum played well, and he almost had a triple double. I know it is you true. Know, I mean, he he did shoot seven of twenty it, from the field, but you're right, he almost had a triple double, five turnovers. He almost though. had a triple double. I I think what we, you and I, because we come from a little different era of the NBA. That percentage of shooting necessarily isn't as – I mean, the volume of shots that Iverson used to put up to get his points was always – was like, wow, he gets – but at the end of the game, he makes two or three plays to win the game for the team. And I think that's a little bit Tatum-ish. You know, they put so many shots up. I mean, he's 7 for 20. Well, he takes eight threes, you know, and and he's able to do that. Look, I, I'll tell you the guy who's been a good job for him. I mean, Horford. You know, Horford signs Horford's in Philly. Been he, great. Gets, he gets sent to Oklahoma City to, to rest for a year. That rest for a year, I think, saved his career. Yeah, he didn't even play there, right? That was a No, they, they put him on the other court. They told him to play, in the, they told him to play uh, somewhere else, you know? Healthy scratch. For t- he's been he's been awesome. He, he's been awesome as well, just as kind of a quarterback of the defense with all the switching that they do. Uh, the Heat, 13-6-1, their last 20 road games. So they've been killing it on the road, ATS-wise. Again, um, it's 9 down to 8. And what's interesting about that is BetMGM reporting, you know, the tickets and the money on Boston, yet we've seen that come down a little bit, so that always – perks you up a little bit to see what's happening with the number and the line movement, which you can find over yeah. at VEASAN.com, by the way. Yeah, I mean, look, it, to me, my instincts say take Miami. They're tough-minded. They're physical. They'll, this is the kind of game that they win. And if they don't win it, here's the biggest misnomer of all the NBA play. If they don't win it, it'll be a close game. Well, none of these games have been close. Like, mm. we've had no – I mean, 
Uh, we have you seen any ratings posted for the tournament for the NBA? You can't find a rating. I They've, mean, they said they're killing it. They but killing it. What does that mean? Five, between five and seven mil. I'm assuming somewhere in there. I, I don't know what it means. How could they be killing it? There's I do. I, I don't hear any water cooler talk about it. Do you feel people <laughs> waking up and say, "Wow, did you watch that game? That was an incredible game last night." You know, sports talk. What they're doing is they're not talking to the games. They're talking the lack of quality in the games. It, yeah. it, there's going to be big discussions with your boy Silver after the year. There's no doubt about that. Um, no doubt. And what are they going to get? What, the, the persistence. And almost the stubbornness to keep Lowry in the game. I understand you don't really have options. I don't know. You go Vincent and, you know, Caleb Martin. But but you have to do something besides Kyle Lowry because he's just, you know, I disrespected him yesterday, called him fat. But he's not in shape. Let's be fair. I mean, look, he and Strauss were 0 for 15. I mean, you know, they were 0 for 15. Strauss' only points came from the free throw line. You know, he took seven three-pointers. He, he, he bailed on those. The two shots he took inside the three-point line sent him to the line. He made both those shots. You know, they're p- minus 23 for the game. But, but look, Bam's minus 23 for the game, too. And that game was – this was a close game until the last three minutes of the third quarter going into the fourth, and then it became a rout. Because, you know, Miami scored 16 points in the third. They scored 19 in the first, which you would think they would be – if they're going to be fresh at any point, it's going to be the first quarter, right? They scored 19 points in the first quarter. They, they, their shooting was abysmal at home. Struce hit that big three in Boston four or five Huge nights ago. Three. And he has, I don't know, three, has he maybe. hit a shot since? I'm just, I was thinking about I that when you brought, you brought up his name. And that was a huge basket. He and then Brown got big baskets. Remember, Brown closed it to one. And then Struce came back and hit a huge corner three. I mean, that was that's the last time I've seen him make a bucket. Lowry and Struce are killing yeah, no the doubt. team, but also the lack of juice from Butler. Butler is just, he, he's but, not the Butler same. Butler looks like he's got a bad knee. I mean, let's face it, he's got a bad knee. Can't disagree. We'll give the picks a little bit later. We got it right down to, what, 201 and, wow. We've seen two unders cash in this in the series straight, but 201 and a half is low. The total's over at BetMGM. Better is betting the over. We're coming back with NFL News. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's the VSIN Summer Special. It's 39 bucks. You get everything we have to offer. It's really, it's a great deal through July 31st. So check it out. You get daily best bets in Major League Baseball from Adam Burke. I was just checking out his plays today. You can get them as well. Jonathan Von Tobel. It's going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil break down the Stanley Cup playoffs. So a lot to do and a lot ahead. Get involved. And $39, there's no reason not to get it, to be honest with you. NFL preseason coverage. Of course, you got the golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and then Point Spread Weekly. We had a great Point Spread Weekly this Wednesday that dropped. That drops every single Wednesday, so you can check that out. As we welcome you back here, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas at the South Point. I, uh, great article by you over at VEASAN.com on the Colts. I actually had a couple of notes from that. So, do you know, I, I looked up yesterday, and then I want to get into the commanders and what Jack Del Rio tweeted somebody. It's unbelievable. Um, however, the, you do know, remember, all they had to do the Colts last year was beat the Jags, and they were in the postseason. Yeah. They were, well, beat the Raiders or the Jags. Or the Jags, that's right. They were 14 and a, I, I, if one book had them 14, one book had them 15. So let's just call it 14 and a half point favorites. They were minus 1150 on the money line. 
and they got beat on the field. Now, again, Eberflus' defense, the Jags ran for more, threw for more, 318 as compared to 233 in the Colts in that game. Eberflus' defense was an issue. Carson Wentz was an issue. How much of that do you put on Reich, though, having to win that game and laying an egg there as a team collectively? Well, I mean, he's got to share the responsibility. He signs his letter as the head coach, so he can't he can't really run away from it. Obviously, you know, it was a disappointment to end all ends. I mean, and when you look at it, it they weren't just beat. They were soundly beat. I mean, you know, Jacksonville ran for 100 yards in the game. It was Trevor Lawrence's finest performance in the yes, game by far. Yep. You know, they, they, they gained 318 yards, something they never did. They only, you know, they converted third downs at a, at a seven for 15 rate, which is something they typically had never done. And they controlled the ball 33 minutes. I mean, it was a meltdown of epic proportions by, by the, the Colts. And, and I think that the lesson learned is they've admitted it, right? I mean, Wright takes responsibility. Ballard takes responsibility. And Ursay takes responsibility, and he said, look, we can't have this. We just can't have this. I mean, the quarterback that we thought was going to be the guy, they've listened to Reich now on two quarterbacks, on Phillip Rivers and on Wentz. Mm-hmm. You know? And so he's responsible for this. But I think really what, what hit the nerve with me was they never got control of that game, ever, ever. Jacksonville did whatever they wanted to in that game, and because Jacksonville didn't turn the ball over, the Colts had no advantage. Well, I bring it up because VEASAN.com, Michael Lombardi, on the Colts, he's bullish. And again, it really comes down to a market upgrade at quarterback. You know, even with Ryan being 37, they upgrade that offensive line, which was already pretty good there in in Indian, as you've repeated. And in the article mentioned it, this will be the best offensive line he's played behind in a while. So good reasons to be bullish right now on the Colts. Well, I mean, look, the last four games of the year, let's just break that down. They beat New England. They only gained 275 yards against the, the Patriots. And, look, let's face it, the, one, the, big, the big gain in that yard, in that game, they threw for 49 yards against the Patriots. Think about that, Patrick. They threw for 49 yards. Against, they ran for 226 in the game. And Hightower misses that tackle in the hole, or else they're punting it back to New England. New England's going to score. New England had 365 against them in that game. They threw for 284. They turned the ball over twice, which was the killer for them, especially the one in the red zone where he missed, Mac Jones misread the coverage. They come back the next week. They beat Arizona. Okay, big, great game. They, they throw for 346. Arizona's, by this point, their defense had melted, much like the, Wizard, the, the Wicked Witch of the West, all the way down, right? It was horrible. Then they come home to play the Raiders. We know Wentz is out. He's got he's test. I don't know if he tested positive. He wasn't vaccinated, but for whatever reason, he missed practice, and then he went and played the game. Right? right. They're plus two in the turnover takeaway against the Raiders and still lose, and still lose. Right? They're plus two and still lose that game. They give up you know only 140 yards passing to Derek Carr, but 122 rushing. They I mean they only give up. They only gained 140 yards passing. I mean, the last three games of the year that they lost, they, well, they won two and lost one and lost two. They gained 275, 346, 262, and 233. Their offense got shut down. They completely shut it down, and, and they couldn't control it. Look, when they played the Bucks back, I think it was week 12 of the season, I mean, they, the Bucks did whatever they wanted to do on them. And Wentz turned the ball over five times in that game. They turned it over five times in a game. It was only a 38-31 game. So 
So speaking of Carson Wentz, he now is obviously a commander. And a classic diversion tactic the other day when they talked about moving. Obviously, they play in FedEx right now, but they're trying to move to Virginia and Fairfax. Well, they're losing support Been there. For years. Yeah, they're losing support there. There was actually a Fairfax State Senator chap. Peterson said the commanders are a team with no tradition and pretty much no fans. I mean, this is a team that you grew up idolizing. It's just fascinating what's happened with this team. So Landry, Walsh, Lombardi, Paul Brown, you can go on and on about some of the great coaches. How about Jack Del Rio? He's a modern day coach. (laughs) He responded on Twitter to a troll by telling the Twitter troll to bite D's. <laughs> bite D's, Michael, and you can fill in the blank. Are there a guy, Sean King, laughing? You uh, can you like what on what planet? And I understand people. Social is the wild, wild west, and people can't, can't control themselves. But on what planet? Jack Del Rio won a lot of games. On what planet is the defensive coordinator? Had a better winning percentage at the Raiders than Gruden did. In did. fairness, right? He had a better He's winning percentage than Gruden did. Twitter trolls, anonymous people, to bite D's. It, it's really, it's really oh. unbelievable. The, the whole entire culture there is weird right now. Well, I mean, you know what it tells you? By the way, Jack Del Rio is 93-94 as a career NFL coach. He's one game below 500, okay? And he's one and three in the playoffs. But let me say this to you. What it demonstrates to me as an outsider looking in, it demonstrates there is no leadership within the Washington commanders. Now, you could say Ron Rivera is in charge. No, he's not. Because if he was in charge, he would say, look, I don't want anybody on social media. I don't want anybody tweeting anything. Like, I, don't want, I don't want us tweeting. Here's our rules and regulations right. for Twitter. I mean, we work for DraftKings. We work for Visa. And we understand the rules and protocols that we have to go through because we have leadership within our company, right? We understand it. We know what we can do and what we can't do. And if you want to go out on an island, that's not the blessing of the company. This, is re- this shows a lack of really detailed structure within the company. Detailed structure. And so let's magnify that. Let's take that out a step. Do you think they have any detailed structure when it comes to game plans? I don't think so. I certainly know they don't have it when it comes to third down defense, which Jack is 31st in the league running. Hmm. I mean, so, like, why why would there be any difference? It's like when people say, we were shocked by the Washington football team's culture. Really? You were? Did, Did anybody pay attention to how they behaved on the field? You think they behave on the field one way and their culture and their building is completely different? Like, pay attention. Pay it. That's my whole point and my whole rant on this week's podcast about Kyler Murray. Like, pay attention to his body language. You want to reward him with fifty million? God bless you. God bless you. Go do it. Good luck. I promise I didn't bring it up just to say bite D's. I brought it up so you could lay out exactly what we're dealing. By the way, Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera yesterday both tweeted how much they love the drawings and the renderings and the architecture for the potential new stadium. That is a concerted effort within the organization to say to the coaches, hey, do us a favor and let everybody know you're excited about the new potential stadium. Like, their, their minds are elsewhere because there's so many fires to put out within the organization. That's pretty obvious. And this is a team that's got a win total set at seven and a half. All their focus is off the field. Well, I mean, the last 81 games, they won 31 of them. They're 31 and 50 over the last 81 games. Over the, la- over the last 10 years, they've won 65 and lost 95. Is that good? Doesn't I sound mean, they're good. in the bottom five. I mean, th- th- this is why they're no good, because they're focused on something that's, diff- that's not important. 
you know, it, it, it becomes like all of a sudden, Jack, worry about your, your third down defense. You were 31st in the league in third down defense. Like, what are you doing differently to change that? You have a dominant defensive front, and yet you're 31st in defense. Tell me what we're doing to change that. Tell me what we're going to do to make the – like, how are we making Carson Wentz better? Is he going to become a complete left-handed thrower? Is that what we think? Because he loves to throw it left-handed. Let's do it. Like, I mean, like, seriously, like, I don't understand it. Rivera has had the ability to and, – and D'Angelo Hall said it. I mean, Ron Rivera has had an ability to have these good years and bad years as they go through. And, you know, look, he, he's eight games over five hundred. But the last time he's won 11 games was in 17. Five of the last six years, he's been below 500 as a coach. Like, past performance predicts future achievement. Like, I don't get it. But nobody says they're not – everybody thinks they're being run well. Like, like no, they're not. They're they're poorly – there's no details attended to. And, Jack, worry about your defense. Chase Young is in Denver for voluntary OTAs. Washington, the last time I checked, is in D.C. Not saying that you have to show up. It's voluntary. But the idea that a coach, not that uh, social media is social media. I understand people get into it. But the idea, we talk about coaches and their crazy work ethic. The fact that he's scrolling through and picking out randoms to say bite D's tells you there's a lack of accountability. And, yes, I want to continue to say Where is his maturity? When's the last time he told somebody to bite D's? Like in the eighth grade? (laughs) Bite D's. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, sign up today, bet MGM, and bet 10 bucks. You win $200 any NBA game. So tonight, Celtics Heat Eastern Conference Finals. Bet 10 bucks. Enjoy the offer because it's VSIN, excuse me, code 200 on the deal. If any, anybody hits a three-pointer, you're going to win $200 for new betters. That's going to happen, so you're going to win the money. So make sure you take advantage of it. Got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. That promotional offer is not available. Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. 
We've got you back here on a Friday. Busy weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. We welcome in our buddy Wes Reynolds, host of Racing Lines, host of Long Shots, host on the channel as well. Racing Lines is our new F1 pod that Wes hosts. You got the Monaco Grand Prix coming up this Sunday, and then you got the Indy 500. The Indy 500, I believe last year, you actually went to the race, didn't you, Wes? Because you called into the show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're right on Sunday, Patrick. It's basically like motorsports Christmas for race fans because you have Monaco early on in the morning. You, of course, have the Indy 500 in its customary time in the early afternoon. And then you close out with the Coca-Cola 600 for the NASCAR race down in Charlotte. So, yeah, I, I went to the race last year. Can't make it back. I'll certainly be watching. But, uh, you know, basically the story of the Indy 500 so far is the dominance of uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. They got all five guys in the Fast 12 because they changed the qualifying format this year and set the back end of the grid on Saturday. And then the final 12 were able to race for the pole, basically the first four rows. And all five Ganassi cars got in there. Scott Dixon, Alex Palou, Marcus Erickson, Tony Kanaan, who's basically kind of doing one-off deals now for the Indy 500. And also uh, seven-time NASCAR champion Jimmy Johnson uh, trying his first time on hmm. the Oval this year. And, you know, Jimmy Johnson's got all the money in the world, doesn't need to do this, goes 232.3 and puts it in the top four rows and was one of the quicker cars in the field. So I think just on sentimental reasons, he's going to get support from the betters, not necessarily mine, though. Uh, and, West, weather is always something that's a concern for the drivers. What is the weather going to be like in Indianapolis this weekend for the track? Well, right now, Michael, uh, they were drying the track a little bit because Friday is now what they call carb day, short for carburation day, because obviously these indie cars no longer have carburetors, but it's events. It's the last time to get out there to practice. And then there's an Indy Lights race and there's a big concert. So this is the last time you get to see the cars on the track before they obviously start race day. So there is a lot of rain there in Indianapolis. Uh, Sunday, it's supposed to be a high of 85. It's supposed to be a little bit overcast, but doesn't look like there's any rain in the forecast, at least for Saturday, Sunday. So of course, you could bet matchups, but if you're just taking a look at the win numbers for this Sunday's Indianapolis 500, you got Jimmy Johnson sitting there at 16 to 1. Is that, as Michael would say, a St. Jude's play, or is there some legitimacy to Johnson? There might be a little bit of St. Jude's play, as Michael would say, for this. And look, He's in a Ganassi car, and they've been the best team all month. Uh, they're 1-2 on the front row with Scott Dixon, who's now a five-time pole sitter in Indi Indianapolis. Only has one victory, but really, if you've been following the IndyCar series, he's the best driver of this generation in that sport, really, over the last 20 to 25 years. There's only two guys with all-time IndyCar wins that are ahead of Scott Dixon. A.J. Foyt and Mario Andretti. Pretty good company, yeah. I would say there. So Scott Dixon, I absolutely can't argue if you take him, but I'm only seeing him at some places like 5-1 to one to win the race. I actually prefer his teammate uh, that's a little bit higher, around 7-1, to one, and that's Alex Pillow, who was the IndyCar champion last year and actually ran second in this race, and I had him, gave him out on the show. And then Elio Castro-Neves spoils the party and gets the fourth win, now a four-time Indy 500 champion. So that's been kind of a big story this year for Elio Castro-Neves, the drive for five. No driver has ever done that. He's up there now with Rick Mears, A.J. Foyt, and also Al Unser as the only four-time Indy champions. But 
Elio back in the pack here. They haven't been very fast this month, so he's on the outside of row nine. And that's one of the things you look at when you look at the grid, guys. You've got guys like Colton Herta, guys like Scott McLaughlin that are back there, Elio Castro Neves that are going to have to work their way either through traffic or pit stop strategy. But there are some big names that are in the back half of the field. And the models that a lot of people run are all over the place. I mean, Kyle Larson's his historic season, you know, uh, uh, last year, and and they picked him to win it. And then, you know, he won in Texas, and it was 11-4 payout there, you know. And so what is the model that you feel like is the most predictable outcome? Yeah, for for Indianapolis, you're asking, Michael. I, yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. you know. Look, you 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 know, this could turn in depending on the accidents, and that's the thing about the race. Depending on how many yellows there are, you're going to have to get into like fuel mileage a little bit. Now, if you have a clean race, then it's going to run. I think accustomed to the speeds that we've been seeing all month, not only in qualifying but in practice, but. If you're looking, you know, okay, who's the best fuel saver? One of the reasons why Scott Dixon's the winningest driver of the era is because he's the best fuel saver out there. So he's a guy that's never going to beat himself. If you ever see him in an incident, it's usually not his fault. It's usually somebody else's, actually, because he knows how to keep it clean a little bit. But I just think when you look at the speed and look today, this afternoon, once they get going out there, they're still drying the track, I believe, as we speak. Once they get going, we're going to see if guys are going to show what they got here, if they're going to sandbag a little bit, you know, here on carb day, because now they get in a race setup. This is why they go out there for an hour or an hour and a half and they try to do, you know, full tank runs to see how they're going to race. You're not necessarily going for speed today like you did last Friday for Fast Friday before qualifying. So these are going to be full tank runs. How can we operate in traffic? How do we do leading traffic? How do we do in the middle of traffic? So that's what they're going to be testing today. But based on what I've seen so far this month, that uh, Chip Ganassi racing team is absolutely the team to beat here in the 500. So you got Castor Neves, you mentioned last year's winner, 25 to one. What's wild looking at the board here, Wes, you got Marco Andretti, obviously part of the family. How about Graham Rahal? When I was coming up, it was Bobby Rahal. Obviously there's a connection yeah. there. Uh, it's, it's wild the lineage in how many of these sons mm-hmm. and grandsons race. Yeah, a- absolutely, Patrick. And uh, Graham Rahal, who I've seen at about 35 to one, that could be a decent long shot because here's the thing with Graham. Graham has never really been a good qualifier. He's never a guy that they come off they come off the hauler or the trailer really fast, but he's usually a pretty solid racer. Now he's starting on the outside of row seven in the 21st position, right next to former Indy 500 champion Alexander Rossi, who's in the middle of that row. Uh, I don't know how much speed that they have in that car, but I think they have reliability. But Graham has driven up from mid to back of the pack to the top five before in the Indy 500. So, you know, that might be a dark horse to look at. If you're looking at another dark horse as well is a two-time Indy 500 champion, Takuma Sato, who I'm seeing around 20 to one. He's on the inside of one row four. He's with a smaller team now in Dale Coyne and Rick Ware Racing, but that car has been super fast all month. 
if you go up and down the speed charts for the various practices that they've had at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, who do you see at or near the top of the list? You see a lot of Takuma Sato up there, that number 51 car. So if you're looking, okay, maybe I don't want to take the chalky guys or the guys in single digits. Uh, there are worse bets out there than Takuma Sato at 20 to 1. How hard is it for Jimmy Johnson to go from being a seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion to then running in this race? You know, Michael, I have so much respect for Jimmy Johnson because, like I was saying earlier, he doesn't need this. He has all the money in the world. He's always wanted to do this, and then he was waiting for his wife, Shandra, to give him the quote-unquote hall pass to be able to do this because I think she, obviously, as most racing wives are going to do, you get spooked when you see some of these crashes in Indianapolis and in IndyCar in general because these are carbon fiber cars. So when they hit a wall or they hit a barrier, these are meant to go into a million pieces. They're not like stock cars where they're kind of beat in, you know, this, the steel and whatnot is beat in the car, but they don't burst into a million pieces like the Indy cars do. So I think she was a little resistant to doing it. But I know that they've made a lot of you know, advances in safety and whatnot. So Jimmy Johnson going out there because he's just been running the road courses, not only this season, but last season. So this is his first time on the oval at Indianapolis and to be able to be in the top 12 and show that speed. We know he's plenty brave. He's just not as experienced, but all the respect in the world for Jimmy Johnson. I would really love to see him do well. Tremendous information. By the way, just got about 30 seconds. You got a lean tonight. You got Boston lane eight and a half, nine Wes. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to play that. I've got the Celtics plus plus one twenty for the series. I think that they close it out tonight, but this is a big adjustment. And this, of course, is because of the injuries. If Hero is going to play and if Smart and Williams are going to play for Boston, that's a big number. I'm probably going to stay away or maybe do an end game with it. You want golf? Go long shots. You want F1? Go racing lines. That's the podcast. Beeson.com slash podcast. Wes Reynolds. Nobody better. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, you bet, Wes. Guys. Appreciate Thank you. you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Hey, Patrick, us. before we run off, Please. we got to talk about the top of the hour. I saw on Twitter uh, Matt Humans is going to experience a new sandwich at one of these. Uh, I mean, is this true? I mean, we're the last to hear of this stuff. Why? He's going to bite that, not D's. We'll talk about it next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.